When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 104.9 AM 1260 and hornfm.com. With the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Start it up. That would be your Tuesday on B&A. Going to be a rainy Tuesday, it looks like. And it's like after all the beautiful sunshine and blue skies, it's going to be uh, several days of at least a chance of rain and maybe lots of rain on some of the days today it's time. through Friday. Get, get them in the ground. Weather looks good for the weekend. So, get them in the ground. Know, get them in the ground. What's that, your plants and your yeah. trees? And yeah, your if you're doing vegetables. shrubs and all that stuff, get them in. It's time. You're not going to have any cold for done. Go, Donnie, it's done. Start it up, man. Start yeah. up your uh, your planting season. Easter's over. It's done. You can start putting stuff in. And it's always better to have uh, Mother Nature water oh, yeah. it naturally. For sure. From the top down. So, uh, yeah, we got uh, some breaking news from the Longhorn side of things with the addition of a uh, defensive tackle. Also want to thank our friend uh, Rod Babers, who's listening to the show this morning. He pointed out that uh, Adrian Peterson's uncle, we just heard Adrian talking about he used to grow up coming to Texas games and watching his uncle uh, it says, Chris Smith was AD's kinfolk. We called him Big Screw. He was from Palestine. Big Screw. He didn't he play running back. He was a tight end. end. The guy played tight end, scrub. I mean, guy hey, played. Hey, hey. Right, what, what, what? What? He played tight end like for a year or two or whatever. He never played running back. Do you remember kid. who that is, though? I do. I do. Now I do. Hey. I didn't know he was his uncle. Hey. I mean, you mean we treated him like an uncle? Like the guy said his brother for the, for the, uh, hey. For Houston, for for the Rockets. Oh, well, he was like my brother, but he wasn't really your brother. Well, we, Adrian Peterson was also probably like twelve years. My old. Rod Babers used yeah. the word kinfolk, so they're related somehow. Oh, they're black. They're kinfolk. They're, I guess they're kinfolk, so they're black. I, I, don't I, know I haven't they're... done my Mac Brown impression in a long time, but they're just kids. They're just kids. You can kind of call them scrubs. Come on, man. What do you mean? I mean, Adrian Peterson at twelve was like six two, like two twenty. I mean. He was oh. never like a kid, kid. He always looked like a grown man. <laughs> yeah. And as I mentioned, uh, Adrian, as a freshman, was a runner-up for the Heisman Trophy. But Cedric Benson, who Mac Brown was going to be loyal to, rushed for 1,800 yards and won the uh, Doak Walker Award it's that like when year. Bobby Jack Wright said Samaje Pirine was in the weight room his freshman year. said, who brought their uncle into the <laughs> weight room to lift weights with our football team? <laughs> Chris Smith is the, uh, Chris Smith, the answer in. to the fill-in-the-blank question. Yeah. Also, Not running back. a quick adjustment here. We're calling an audible. Uh, Fozzie Whitaker is going to come on with us at 8 o'clock. He's got a, something come up this morning. Well, Fozzie's got a bunch of kids. You know, that, you know how that can go. Something can happen. you got kids. Oh, and yeah. Car duty. And, uh, but we you have to make Fozzie. adjustments. Yeah, we're we will hurry. make the audible. We'll talk to Fozzie coming up in our 8 o'clock hour. Also, uh, check in with you on this Longhorn football team. But, yeah, that's the latest. And, you know, Mac Brown, should he have lied to Cedric Benson? To Adrian Pierce? Oh, yeah, you can compete. Well, because Mac was going to give the ball to Cedric Benson. I never lied to Ricky. I didn't have to lie to him. Well, let's also remember that when Cedric Benson was a freshman at Texas, 
out of Midland. Mac Brown didn't play him until after the Oklahoma game. Oh, he couldn't pass protect. Remember that yeah, one? Yeah, that was a mistake. He just wasn't good at pass protection. And that was a Mac mistake right there. And, you know, was that part of it, too? That, But, you know, Mac made you earn your spot. Made you earn it. And, um, you know, he was going to be loyal to Cedric. And Cedric went on to win the Doak Walker Award that year. Texas won the Rose Bowl. It wasn't like Texas had a bad year. Did they need him running the ball at that time when he couldn't pass protect? Well, yes, and they had Vince. <laughs> They had VY at that point. Yeah, I'm talking about back when he came in from Midland. Yeah, well, he never had to pass protect in Midland. All he did is hand him the damn ball. Ran for three state titles or whatever. You pay a coach for that. Whooped Westlake's ass one year. I remember that. They did. They, and he ran over uh, everybody in sight. Who was it? It was um, James Street. Houston. Houston. Yeah. It was like Houston. He trucked was. Houston. Houston oh, James. That, game was at, that game was at DKR. DKR yeah, yeah, and he trucked Houston Street at the goal line. Something furious. Dude, yeah, he they was both went on to be monsters. They were they both. both these guys were big. They were big high schoolers. They both went on to be Longhorn legends, uh, Houston Street and Cedric It was like Benson. watching Tony Dorsett at 155. Those guys were like 200. They were like offensive linemen running oh, through well, there. Well, that's kind of, uh, as we talk about the spring game, you know, 13 players who should be preparing for their high school prom. You know, Anthony, You're right. Anthony Hill doesn't look the part of a high school senior. I can no. tell you that. That kid is something. Jonte Cook, you know, he's a you know, fleet-footed wide receiver, so not very big, but man, some electricity in his legs. That guy was impressive. He is the guy who's going to make Texas fans stand up and start every time he touches the ball, everybody's going to start to get out of their seat. If he catches a slant, everybody's going to stand up because they're going to want to see the moves that he makes when he catches well, he, the ball. He, along with DeAndre Moore, the youngster who dropped the long touchdown potentially from Malik Murphy in the second half. he mean the one that crawled down from his chest down to his coronal area for the drop? <laughs> Those are the guys that – that's why you see a guy like Jaden Alexis and – uh, Brennan Stewart or Brennan Thompson into the portal. I mean, they okay. And you'll continue to see that yeah, happen right. here at wide that's receiver. Right. When you recruit like they're recruiting, adding pieces, and uh, you know, we'll talk some uh, coming up in our coaches' corner. We'll talk about not just the Texas quarterback situation, but the battles at A and M and around the country. Yeah, Cook is electric. He's going to be one of those electric players. He's going to remind you a little bit of Metcalf sure. as he goes on. I mean, and well, and the type of players that Steve Sarkeesian loves to yes. have, right? Those are. Those are that's Alabama type of player, right? When we saw Alabama with the four receivers all went in the first round, that's that's what he's trying to build here. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about that. And you know, those are the type of guys that do that. And remember the Alabama team; they weren't the biggest receivers. I mean, Devontae Smith oh, was no. 165 pounds, won the Heisman Trophy. But every time he touches Jaylen it, Jalen Waddle's electric. Yeah. Out of this, by the way, Jalen Waddle, a player that Tom Herman didn't recruit, wasn't big enough. Remember, Tom wanted big, tall. Oh yeah, he did. He had the tall guys in big, mind. Tall guys. So that works for a year. Yeah. Well, and that's the that's the beauty of this Texas group potentially is that you've got you got some, a bit of both. You've got some little guys that can really run like X Man and uh, Jonte Cook, and then you've got you know Isaiah Nayer and Ad Mitchell who are longer, you know, big play receivers, but both can run and both can really run. We saw that from uh, from Ad Mitchell on on Sunday. How Saturday. tall is he? Is he six two? Six two. Six two. Okay, he's not six four, six five. He's just six two. No, not and six Nayer's three and probably above. Six, right? three. Okay. Um, but because we saw him in the spring game the year previous catching them bombs from Quinn. So, yeah, there's a lot of potential in that room. And that's why, you know, the Longhorns have four players in the portal leaving. Two of them are wide receivers because they can look around and say, uh-uh. uh, okay, okay, that's, that's, we're not, let's go play somewhere else. And of course, Brennan Thompson didn't even participate in spring. He was running track, which, that, sets you behind, and that's going to be a problem, big picture, if you want to keep running track. Let's get to your headlines, your trending topics. It's, uh, uh, a busy Tuesday morning. 
And it's brought to you by UBO Business Services. Yeah, after wrapping up their spring on Saturday with the orange-white scrimmage, Longhorns have already added their first new addition from the transfer portal. Yesterday, an announcement from University of Minnesota defensive tackle Trill Carter that he is coming to Texas. 6'2", 300-pounder from Georgia originally. Played three seasons at Minnesota for P.J. Fleck. Coming off a 2022 season that was his uh, best. Logged nearly 500 snaps and earned all Big Ten honorable mention honors. He was in attendance in Saturday's scrimmage and chose the Longhorns after making other visits to Ohio State, Arkansas, and Illinois. He will have two years of eligibility with him. Texas baseball after a 3-2 and two week and fresh off that wild series win in Waco this weekend. Horns are alone atop the Big 12 standings at 8-4. and four. They're on the rise in all four major college baseball polls as well, up to number 14 in this week's D1 Baseball Top 25. Baseball America has the Longhorns at 14 as well. Horns will host Abilene Christian in their midweek game on Wednesday before a Big 12 series with Oklahoma this weekend at UFCU Dishfall Field. Major League Baseball Rangers won their 10th game already on the young season. They beat Kansas City last night 4 to nothing. Josh Young belted a three-run homer in the first inning to get it off to a good start. And then Jacob DeGrom and two relievers combined on a one-hit shutout. Not all good for... Um, DeGrom, though, after tossing four of those no-hit innings, DeGrom exited with a sore right wrist. Manager Bruce Bochy said it was uh, just playing it safe and precautious or cautious in the long season. He'll be reevaluated today. And Houston Astros erupted for seven first-inning runs on their way to a 9-2 win over Toronto in the first game of that three-game series. NBA playoffs last night, pair of first-round game twos. Both home teams now up two games to none in their best of sevens. Philadelphia rolled past Brooklyn 96-84. How about uh, Tyrese Maxey? Nailed six threes, led all scorers with 33. In Sacramento, the Young Kings took down the defending champion Warriors, 114-106. De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis led the way. Both had 24. Three more game twos tonight. Atlanta's in Boston. Knicks are in Cleveland to face the Cavs. Phoenix will host the L.A. Clippers. Clippers already up 1-0 in that series. Knicks lead lead the the Cavs 1-0. And Boston routed Atlanta in game one. Also from the NBA yesterday, Memphis uh, big man Jaron Jackson Jr. named the league's defensive player of the year. Becomes the second youngest player ever. To win that award, only Dwight Howard was younger. In the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, the Dallas Stars dropped game one of their first-round series to Minnesota. The Wild beat them 3-2 in overtime. Winners last night on uh, on ice were Boston, Carolina, and Los Angeles. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. A couple of people say A.D. Mitchell 6-4 listed on the roster. Okay. Good with me. Yeah, that's even better. Well, he's just so angular. He like, like just he, but he's so and he's loose and, and he's smooth. smooth. Yeah, he's loose. Smooth as a run. Comes out of his routes pretty, really nice. Yeah, that, doesn't take a lot of time coming out of his cuts. Yeah, uh, even for that height. I mean, he caught a third down catch uh, in, early in the game where just you know, he, he, he Quinn threw him a back shoulder and uh, yeah, he uses his hands well. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, that's what those hands, that's what those hands are for as a receiver. Well, that's just that's that's fortunate, right? I mean, uh, I'm assuming Sark sold him on the opportunity to come here and be featured in a passing offense, which is this going to be, and not a tight end based offense at Georgia. And Georgia's got to find a new quarterback. They know that they're in a battle right now, and you know he wants to go play in the NFL. But he also is from Missouri City, Texas, originally. Right. Wanted to be back closer to Texas, and he's got a, a young child that lives here. So you know that's. Man, you you had a piece like that to go with what you've already got, and a, and a slimmer slim down Jordan Whittington, uh, and the return of Isaiah Nair. You're feeling really good about that. Uh, let's uh, let's dive into our coach's corner. It's brought to you by Audio Visual Consultations. That's AV Consultations online. Audio Visual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. Somebody said that. And once again, thank you to Tom McKay for his wonderful donation to the Mullet Open 55 inch and an 85 inch screen TV. 85. 
Yeah, that's for the mullet open. That's for Friday. Thursday, a 55er is going to a truck to come play in that <laughs> tournament in case I win that thing. What a, remember the time I won the smoker grill out there and I didn't where to put it? Like, well, I can't put that in my car. Hell, Trey Elling III won a a, a uh, beautiful chainsaw. And you know what he did all year long this year? Dude, I wish I didn't trade that ch- chainsaw. I wish I had that chainsaw now <laughs> with all the cutting that was going on. He made a trade. I did, too. There. You made a trade, too. Yeah, I already had a nice grill. And but so you guys like, still, I mean, the trades are good that day. It was one of those things, and I, you know, a good friend of mine from uh, Brown Distributing was there, and he had a truck, and I was like, he's like, man, I'd love that smoker. I was like, yeah, like we we made a deal. Thank you to our good buddy Brandon Mars because you know what he's got for me this year? Top Gun equipment rentals, long chains, the 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 oh, long the saw, big long saw that we all need. Quit bragging, <laughs> but it will come in handy. <laughs> oh jeez, hey, so uh, uh, somebody said, you know, that game where Houston Street got trucked by Cedric Benson. I was a sophomore. In that game, man, a lot of people saw that football game. It was on TV. A lot of olds saw that game. There. I talked to sure olds. Craig Way was calling it. I was a little kid there. I, I remember. You it. remember that? Yeah. Did you have money on it? <laughs> <laughs> My grandpa probably did. Yeah. He took me. Uh, was that a packed house? Was that a packed house at the stadium for that game? Lower it, bowl. Yeah. Was it? I mean, both side, like you know, both sidelines sections of the stadium were definitely full, from what I remember. I mean, the Lake Travis Westlake games back in the day, there they were packed houses. That was weren't the they? most people i've ever seen at a high school game all right so uh real quick on trill carter a religion given name d'angelo carter by the way the new defensive tackle for the longhorns he was given the name the nickname trill carter when he was the mvp of his state championship game in leesburg georgia had four sacks and they all of a sudden started calling him trill so we ain't wrong if we call him d carter well, his name's trill he goes by trill he does reminds me trill. of kenny trill yeah or, but yeah his given name d'angelo but he's coming to Texas. This is a nice get for the Longhorns and Bo Davis, as we said, with two guys who were high-end players for them last year in that defensive line rotation. Off to the NFL, more Ojimo and Keandre Coburn. You know, you've added Sadir Mitchell, the freshman, who's you know going to be a, a big-time player in the future, but right now probably got to get his body in shape. He's another one of those kids that should be preparing for their high school prom. Uh, he was there on Sunday, on Saturday, uh, filling out number 99. Uh, he's yeah, there, he's big. Uh, but you know, th- gosh, I, the thing that stands out with Trill Carter is played 482 snaps this past year. I mean, he kind of grew into his body because coming out of Georgia, he wasn't the biggest guy, and he kind of like Morrow we talked to last week. He's he's up to 300 pounds now. He's put on some good muscle weight, and he was able to to be a war daddy and play for 300, almost 500 snaps. Buck in Big Ten football, I mean, that's hand to hand combat. That's that's still the Big Ten, and uh, mm-hmm. he was honorable mention All Big Ten voted by the coaches. So, uh, and I think. If you look at his trajectory, his best football may be to come. And he's got two more years, two more years here to play for Bo Davis and uh, learn from one of the best in the business there with uh, Byron Murphy and Alfred Collins and Tavondre Sweat all coming back, Sadir Mitchell, Vernon Broughton. So pretty good group there on the defensive line for the Longhorns. And as we said earlier, probably still looking uh, on the edge because I think we all would agree Baron Sorrells is – the, the the you know the power on the left side is, is or the right side, whichever where you're going, probably you're – your starter there and has earned that spot, and I think you trust that he's going to be a good player who plays opposite him. That becomes the question for the Longhorns. I think the Horns would still. Well, one thing the Horns do have is they got guys that can fill the alleyways and it will strike you yeah. in that secondary and then have some experience now yeah. that you don't have to worry about. I, Crawford is just, because I thought people got on the outside just still way too easy when they wanted to get outside, get to the perimeter on this team, but they have guys now that. You know, through experience, he, that will come through the alleys and just hit you. 
Well, we didn't even see Jalen Catalan. He's one of those. From, or he, from, we've uh, seen him do that before, yeah. That's why he hurts his shoulder all the That's time. That's why, yeah. <laughs> well, we got the great text from Rod Babers earlier. I mean, Rod Babers had shoulder issues uh, that, that really derailed his NFL career. Uh can be a problem. So we'll see Catalan. Uh, but right now it's Keaton Crawford in that back end. Uh, Jaron Thompson, you know, of course, kind of the, the star player there. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of competition in that back end. Uh, without a doubt, because when you get everybody healthy and everybody back, you know Jalen Gilbo will be back competing for those spots as well. Uh, you're right, they are, and that's what we talk about the Horns. There's really not on the roster a significant glaring hole. There's just not a position you're like, oh man, that could be our problem. That could be our fatal flaw. Um, now again, they've got to go put it in the dirt and they got to go play, and and Sark's got to coach it up and the staff. But they just, you know, most teams have a a big major red flag of oh geez. What are we going to do about that? And um, right now, Texas does not. And Because uh, I think going into the spring game, the big glaring red flag would be, well, who's your backup quarterback if Quinn Ewers were to get hurt, as he did last year? I think Malik Murphy showed you, hey, I'm ready to go. I'm your Huckleberry. I'll stay here. Yeah, I still here. believe that position is the position that until they get in games, you just got to keep praying that their guys just, no, get better quickly. Not slowly get better, but quickly get better in their decision-making because those are guys are going to win the games for you. Guy playing quarterback is going to win the games. That's that's the dude that's going to win the games. And how much faith do you have in the dude who's going to be the dude? Yeah. That's and then that's when the the dudes have to believe in what the coach calls. Right. Well, and again, Sark would tell you this going back to his you know Bama days. Our you know, the defense will tell you the matchup will be there. It'll be obvious because we're going to have really good weapons on the outside, mm-hmm. and we're just going to find the matchup in a big spot, right on a, on a second and long, third and seven. Uh, you know, they can't double everybody, and A.D. Mitchell's going to beat single coverage or, you know, um, you know, X-Man or Jatavion Sanders. That's where we're going with the football. We try to take as many decisions <laughs> out of the uh, out of the head and let it be easy for them. I, I, think, well, I think you can go through this league and see who's going to defend these guys. That's I mean, right. We see this. Now we've seen this league. We, we understand some of the personnel that – a Texas Tech will have, or TCU, who loses a whole, I mean, loses all Americans in their on their defense, you know, at cornerback right. and stuff. I mean, there's other teams. I mean, we know Oklahoma State, I mean, and teams like that. We're not like playing that. them this year, though, right? Yeah, no Oklahoma State no, on the Oklahoma, schedule. Yeah, that's right. But BYU, I'm just, Houston. Houston, I mean, we, I mean, we understand who some of the defenders will be compared well, to the guys that are on offense. And so. I think, as we say, it's kind of, it feels like with all the, the players on the outside we're talking about and at tight end, you know, there's only a couple teams on their schedule that could they could match up with personnel on the other side where it's just not a it's a mismatch. It's a mismatch. When you've got yeah. your third corner a safety on on one of these wide receivers, that's that's an opportunity uh, to take advantage. And um, you know, I think that's going to be the identity and the the, the, the how do you take care offense. of the weapons that you have? What do you do to get those weapons the football? Well, Sark has shown the ability to do that, where he's got four first-round receivers, and they all they all eat, they all ate, as he would say, uh, at Alabama. And again, that's going to be the the formula here. Uh, can they can they play anywhere near that level? Becomes the big question. Uh, so Texas in their quarterback situation, we know it's Quinn yours right now. When uh, Sark was quick to say, let's let uh, Arch Manning and Malik Murphy keep keep bringing it and pushing him, and uh, they'll get back in August. Uh, interesting, as we said earlier, Buck, that down at Texas A and M. It was assumed that the freshman, the five-star kid from Houston, uh, Connor Wiegman, who finished the year for yes. a him, is going to be the starting quarterback. But coming out of the spring, Jimbo Fisher, non-committal, because Max Johnson, 
the lefty who came in from LSU a previous year outplayed him in the spring game, and some at A&M would say even during the spring that he was more consistent, and there's a new offensive coordinator in Bobby Petrino there. Got so, a year under his belt. Yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that. Wiegman obviously still the front runner to be the starter, but you know we'll see. Uh, you know, Obviously he knows Max Johnson, an experienced player. Remember, Max Johnson's dad is Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson mm-hmm. played and won a Super Bowl in the National Football League. He's got a pretty good pedigree. And as he learns the position more and more, uh, you keep an eye on that situation. You know, Georgia is replacing this guy, Stetson Bennett. Remember him? Back-to-back national championships. Yeah, yeah, he's got two big rings. Georgia had their spring game this past weekend, and they've got two quarterbacks vying for the spot, Carson Beck and a kid named Brock Vandegriff. Uh, And by all accounts at Georgia, it was uh, Carson Beck out of Jacksonville, Florida, who outplayed Brock Vandegriff, and he is in line to be the uh, potential starting quarterback there. Uh, also, uh, you know, so that's a quarterback battle. And you know what we get to see this weekend, Buck, on uh, Saturday is Texas is Alabama. All day. And the Longhorns will play Alabama week two. On they a certain will, channel. They'll be on all day. They'll be talking about them from the morning till after the game. Well, and they have a kid named Bryce Young to replace, and they're having a competition of their own. And obviously all Longhorn fans will be watching that closely because Bama is an opponent on the Longhorn schedule. That is one to pay attention to. Without a doubt. So uh, we'll be looking around. There were a lot of spring games this past weekend. There's more of this. Texas State has their scrimmage this weekend when the start of the G.J. Kinney era. By the way, speaking of Texas State, you see the kid from Oklahoma, the previously a four-star recruit, defensive lineman, committed to Texas State yesterday. Oh, yeah. G.J. Kinney. Yeah, I was looking. I think Penn, Texas. Penn State, I was waiting to see how many running backs are going to stay and who's leaving. Are they going to still have – I mean, they had three freshmen last year. So are they all three going to return or – well, it, it, Will somebody look, be packing? With, the, with those top teams, as we get ready for the NFL draft a week from Thursday, you know Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, who's the Penn State kid? He's moving on. They all have to replace quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, really experienced quarterbacks and really good quarterbacks. So you know that's where Texas feels pretty good that they're bringing back a young quarterback who got some experience last year, who now is a year in the system, and in Quinn Ewers and some really talented players behind him. The Longhorns not in a place. Heck, Max, Max Duggan at TCU. Now, that's, that is going to be the kid, the Oklahoma transfer, Chandler Morris. That he ended up beating out, who was the starter Remember, before. Yeah, Chandler Morris won that job a year ago. So they feel pretty good at TCU that uh, Morris is in a, in, a, in a good place. But uh, the biggest issue at TCU, as we said, is they, they replace every the best player at every position on the field. De- uh, Kendra Miller at running back, Quentin Johnson at receiver, plus Tay Barber uh, at wide receiver. Cornerbacks, A couple man. of their best offensive linemen, including Steve Avila, the, the interior player who's likely to be a top 40 pick next week. In the NFL draft, they and replaced. I won't be down if the Dallas Cowboys take him. Me either, me either. Um, they probably could trade down and get him too. But I like mm-hmm. Steve Avila a lot because he can play guard, he can play center. He did that at TCU, and of course the Cowboys have a pretty good book on him right down the road there. Absolutely. In Fort Worth. Gosh, uh, who's the linebacker that was so good for for TCU? Who's off to the NFL as well? Uh, Tomlinson, Hodges, Tomlinson, the back end, their best corner, uh, their best lineman. Yeah, I mean Sonny Dykes has a has a rebuild essentially, and. You know he's brought in some guys. I know he portal, can coach, but, but he does. That is a rebuild there. Yeah, but 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 no one. If you go back to even his days at Cal and at SMU, no one does the portal better than Sonny Dykes. No, he'll be. He's got a few guys from Alabama that, that weren't playing there that are already on Both his top, roster. Brockermeyer um, coming in from Alabama, uh, also a running back coming back to the Metroplex from the Ch- Jace McClellan coming in from Alabama. So yeah, they got dudes, but you got to replace a lot of really good players. Uh, that helped you get to the national title game last year and get to 12-0. and So we'll talk all things college football. Never ends here for sure. And I saw this, uh, you know, that story I was reading about the quarterback battles. They, on three sports, wrote that. And um, 
said uh, when we're talking about because we talk about the Texas wide receivers being really good, and some old Texas would say, "Man, you guys are over your skis here." Here's from on three sports it says Quinn Ewers looks solid throwing to a loaded group of receivers, perhaps the best collection of wideout talent in the nation in 2023. So that's a national view of those Longhorns receivers, and they would agree that uh, there might may not be a better collection of weapons on the outside, and if you include Jatavion Sanders, than what Texas brings to the table. Uh, in 2023, Dude, Jordan Whittington is absolutely looks like a stud right now. He does that. That not being so bulky and looking part running back, part receiver. He looks, he looks like he can still come out of the backfield on sweeps and stuff like that. E and still catch the ball, but he can make you miss and shake you and move you like he was a well, was a running back. You know, credit to the aforementioned Rod Babers. I heard him saying that yesterday. If you go, you go five wides or four wides with with uh, or three wides with with a Jatavion Sanders and then put Jordan Whittington in and let him be in the, in the running back room or behind you know next to the quarterback. Oh no, there's a specific amount of runs he can have. Sure. Did you know he can he Especially can do those things? Especially if you're going tempo and they cuz they're going to go they're going to go light on defense when you do that if you go uh you know that formation. Yeah, Jordan Whittington and again we said this yesterday but after the game he said he he's kind of he thinks of himself as a Debo Samuel kind of player that can do a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Sark, you know, can use him that way with the the collection of wide receiver talent that he has on the outside. All right, we'll come back when we do. We'll pick these up. We'll uh, continue talking college football, NBA playoffs last night. Pretty interesting stuff. Fozzie Whitaker. We were going to talk to him in this spot, but we move him to eight o'clock and roll forward. Uh, it's B and E on a busy Tuesday here on 1019 AM twelve sixty, and stream it always on the Horn app on your smart speaker and at hornfm.com. Light the Tower with Craig Way and Jeff Howe. I always feel compelled to remind you, you conveniently ignore the rating that was there for your hometown. Hey, hey, hey. I know. We were better than Gerald. Better. (laughs) Was was it like fourth to the last and then Gerald was last? Something like that. You know, Florence ISD is going to put up a billboard like right at the 195 turnoff on 35 (laughs) on your way to Gerald. It's just going to be me holding up my diploma. I'll go dig it out of the storage unit and it's going to say, a Florence High School diploma. At least it's better than Gerald. On the horn. Stop putting off LASIK. Sharp Vision Modern LASIK is now offering LASIK starting at $4.95 per eye and guaranteed financing approval. Call 512-596-2020 or go online to schedule your free consultation today. Sharp Vision Modern LASIK, official LASIK provider of Austin FC. Cedar Park Overhead Doors has an opening that you can help them close. Apply today at cedarparkgaragedoors.com. That's cedarparkgaragedoors.com. Well, again, checking out the southbound side of I-35 out of Georgetown from Highway 29 to 1431, a little bit slow. And south of there toward Highway 79, of course, is heavy. Uh, further south of Palmer Lane to 183, then 290 to the decks is uh, pretty solid. Now we just got word of a crash on northbound I-35. This is going to be near Toll 45, right on the Hayes-Travis County line. Unfortunately, that's going to cause an extra backup to Kyle. So that's going to be our first major incident of the morning, northbound I-35 in Hayes County. I'm Don Miller, and that's your traffic. Let me tell you how it will be. It's Bucky and Aaron. There's one for you, 19 for me. Because I'm the tax man. Yeah. I'm the tax man. Yeah, man. That's uh, the day is today. Push send if you haven't already. If you owe the your Uncle Sam, you know what I'm saying. If you were getting money back like Ty back there, you probably did that a long time ago. I see Paul McCartney put out a new album yesterday. Yeah, kind of a reissued album, but be uh, Uncle Paul, Uncle Paul, one of the greatest of all time, greatest musicians ever, Paul McCartney, and uh, still doing it. 
and doing it at a high level. So we got a lot going on. We're talking Texas football, a little uh, basketball in there. NFL draft is nine days from today. As we told you yesterday, the odds favorite now to draft Bijan Robinson in Vegas is have, have become the Atlanta Falcons with all of the additions they've made on the defensive side of the ball this offseason. A lot of people thinking, you know what, they're going to run with this young quarterback, Desmond Ritter, out of Cincinnati, who they drafted last year in the second round. They saw enough last year that he can be the guy, and uh, they're going to try to get the some weapons around him, and they like to run the football in Atlanta, and maybe Bijan Robinson at uh, at not, at 8. We also know we've talked about the Philadelphia Eagles at 10 with Bijan. And you know what? After listening to Nick Casero yesterday, the uh, Texans general manager, he had a, an availability. By the way, uh, the breaking news there was was Casario said a couple things. One, he said he he has no intention of leaving. He said he didn't know where that comes from. He, he's embarrassed to have to address it. He's not planning to leave because that had that had floated here over the last week that after the draft he's going to move on, go back to New England, and that uh, D'Amico Ryan's wants to bring in his own guy. Whatever. Uh, now. Could be lying, but Nick Casario denied that completely yesterday, pretty effusively, so that, uh, no, no, I'll be here. And uh, looking forward to working with D'Amico. It's been a great relationship so far. He also said, uh, you know, with that number two pick that the, that the Texans have, they are willing to listen to trade offers, to come out of the... Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pick. So, it's it again, this is all nine days to the draft conversation, so believe what you do. But the Texans do have the second pick. But there's been a lot of reporting that um, the Texans are not enamored yeah, and Colts would on. like to go ahead and move on up and grab that grab that other quarterback. We'll Get see. ready for Will Levis. I'm telling you. Oh man, don't do that. To You're me. going defense that first pick, and well, they, Will Levis if, the second. If he's again, available, and and again, I the, the name Lance Zerline is one. If you know Houston radio and, and media, you know it. You also see him on the on the NFL Network now. His you know, Lance's father was an offensive line coach for a long time for a lot of different teams, Pittsburgh Steelers and many others. And so he's tied in with the NFL, and he was the one that first reported two weeks ago that the Texans, that that number two pick is not rock solid. They're not sold on C.J. Stroud. Uh, they may want to go defense. And now Casario yesterday confirms that you know, we'd be willing to listen to the trade. And, and Zerline then had a tweet in which he said he's been told the Texans might be calling people about the number two pick. You know, Not just fielding calls, but oh, yeah. actively, ap- actively shopping the number two pick. Because they feel like they can get the defenses. Because it's their they line. want to do that with the Colts. Would they want to do that? Well, that be look. Look, this is the tragic Shakespearean of not having that first pick. Texans way. Yes, not getting Bryce Young in Texans franchise history and Houston Oilers history. By the way, if you want to combine the two, you know it'll play out that Bryce Young is great, and you blew the chance to to get him with two wins in your last three games, and now he's in Carolina being a star, and you're not going to have a quarterback. Um, you know, but yeah, and, and in perfect Shakespearean tragedy way, they would trade with the Colts, trade back and take the defensive player they want, and then the Colts would take C.J. Stroud and he'd turn into a stud. And you have to play him twice a year. Yeah. In your own division. That, that's ugly. Yeah, so that's the risk you run trading with the... Because the, if your evaluation is wrong and C.J. Stroud blows up, you all get fired. Yeah, when the, that time comes. The and, Raiders are probably looking at that. That second, that's probably who they're calling. I don't know right? if Houston would want to go down to seven, though. I don't know if they'd want to go all the way back to seven. They, 
But again, Zerline reports that they have Tyree Wilson, the defensive end from Texas Tech, even with Will Anderson and maybe a little greater than. Which again, this is the Texans. They, I mean, how, how how can they possibly screw it up? They will. They will, but that's just Zerline nailed both of their first round picks last year. And a kid from Tech is long and big and they tall. They like his size. He, he's a oh, bigger, he's a more big, sturdy yes. player whose best football may still Are be. Are they hoping come. they don't get clowny? That's what they're hoping he's not. Correct? Well, you know, Texas Tech fans can weigh in on Tyree Wilson, but he seems like an every down guy. Clowney played when he wanted to uh, and liked to make big hits, but he didn't like to, you know, do, the, do a lot of the dirty work it takes. Uh, Tyree Wilson will. Remember, he transferred from A&M to Texas Tech and became their best player. He's just big, right? He's 285 oh, pounds. He's a big kid. Big and tall. And, uh, you know, you're you're not sold on Will Anderson. He's no. only 255, 260 pounds. So, again, that's where it stands. And the point of that is if they get the defensive player they want early and don't take a quarterback, which would be very Texans-like. You no, know, when I say uh, that about Will Anderson, I don't hear a lot of people say that. I mean, he just that was just a bad year. It's just a well, bad year but, to have a bad year. Your senior year. But I don't year. think Will Anderson had a bad year. He had some bad games within the year, yeah, but I'm, he also had some great games last year. Um, you know, he was st- still really, really impactful, and teams had the game plan for him. I know the year before what it was like. It was look out. Well, right when he had 18 sacks and all the tackles for loss, and teams started to, God, we got to make sure we take that away. We, what do you say all the time? We can't let one guy wreck our game. Yeah, he, he was wrecking everything. He's been wrecking everything since he's been at Alabama. And so as a senior. We're not letting you wreck this game here yeah. as a junior. And uh, the other guys, you know, took it. Oh, the other kid on the other side was pretty good, <laughs> had too. Had a good year. Well, and that's, we'll see where this goes. But the Texans will likely screw it up. Point of that is, I do believe that if the Falcons don't take Bijan at eight and the Eagles don't take him at uh, 10, by the way, the Tennessee Titans draft at 11, and, you know, they're, they're probably looking quarterback, but. They're, they're going to trade Derrick Henry on draft weekend. They can use a running back, too. And then the Houston Texans at 12, I don't think it's out of the question they would take it. If, they, if they're not going quarterback and they're going to try to get, you know, maybe a Hendon Hooker or one of those type of players and, and you know, roll the dice. And then Dude, they can't continue to suck every year and say, we're going to get that guy to next year. Nope, that's our guy. But again, you they gotta, don't want to keep doing that, do right. they? The, the the idea would be D'Amico Ryans has been in San Francisco where we build with lines of scrimmage, we build with playmakers, and the quarterback is just part of the whole thing, just part of the whole conversation. And whether it's Brock Purdy or Jimmy Garoppolo. By the way, there's also been blustered. So they didn't do that with Mills again? They don't think they'd do that, would they? Or, or Case Keenum or a young quarterback uh, that's not C.J. Stroud. I, look, again, Bryce Young's only knock is he's small. Yes. He's got the it factor. He's calm under chaos. He is, makes the right play. He's a winner. Uh, and he's clutch. C.J. Stroud's the most accurate passer and ball placement quarterback in the draft. He's bigger, more sturdy than Bryce Young. But what's his, what's his question mark? He's not calm under chaos consistently. There's just too much tape of C.J. Stroud under pressure making really bad throws and really bad decisions. And then, you know, is that God, I just don't believe there's much of a separation that you just bypass that guy if you have the number two, if you have the number two pick and, and that guy's still sitting there and you bypass him. That's going to come back to get you somewhere down the I line. I don't disagree. There's something that they have intel on C.J. Stroud they don't like. I don't think it's about the things we're talking about. It's probably something else. Uh, but same time, you know, and then there's Will Levis, who's, you know, erratic and a bit of a meathead, I think, and uh, takes a lot of hits. And he wasn't a great quarterback in Kentucky ever. He was never a great quarterback. At Kentucky. He, he was at Kentucky, though. I think that's that's more of the – it's more on the team. But aren't you looking to see if find a great quarterback? I mean, I watched a lot of Kentucky football last year, and he put that team on his back, like hurt multiple times. 
Maybe not that. win the game. And then what I don't like about Will Levis is he transferred from Penn State instead of competing. He, if he's that good, he could have taken that job from the Penn State quarterback eventually, right? Uh, but he transferred out um, from James Franklin's program to go to Kentucky. At Penn State, you're playing with better players surrounding you and better talent. Well, then beat out who is the quarterback at Penn State for all the years. I mean, if you're great, oh. if you're worthy of a top five or top six pick, it's Clifford. Clifford, you beat out Sean Clifford. Well, maybe it was an all, like a scheme thing. Oh, I, Penn State doesn't let me really just throw the ball. James Franklin loves Clifford. Yeah, <laughs> if that guy could come back now? for an eighth year, I mean, he loved that. And Penn dude. State fans hate him. Oh goodness. Well, and then there's Anthony Richardson, who's the you know, will he ever be accurate? Becomes the question. If if you could tell somebody's about somebody's going to take a chance on that that dude. Well, if, if you can. If you can project that he's going to go Josh Allen and become an accurate quarterback, there's no doubt. Is he going to be Jalen Hurts? Is he going to work at, at his craft? This says, E, what changed a month ago? You said C.J. was the guy for you. So, no, I still believe that C.J. Stroud, I hope they pick him. I'm just saying that there's too much intel now that they're not going to. So, again, I'm just going And on, your coach is a defensive dude. And I, you're trying to add, connect the dots on that, that D'Amico Ryan's – because, again, it, it is fair to say that D'Amico Ryans was on a, in an organization where they built from the inside out. They built sure. defensive line, pass rush. They built in, they had the best offensive line in the league, if, not, if it won the Eagles. And then they put a lot of weapons around whichever quarterback was in there. And that's how they won games. And they went to a Super Bowl. They're, you know, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt this year, who knows? And if they had beaten Philadelphia in that AFC, NFC Championship game, we'll never know. But at the same time, that's what he's been around, that – you know, the quarterback is just a part of the whole thing. He but, watched the head coach there get that done that way. Yeah, and he hired his offensive pass game coordinator to be his offensive coordinator. So there's that to it, too. And let's also say that Houston has the makings of a pretty good offensive line, right? I mean, they've got Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. They drafted uh, the kid Kenyon Green out of A&M last year in the first round, 15th overall. They've got uh, Titus Howard at right tackle. They can be a big, powerful offensive line, and which is what they had in San Francisco. You've got to build the defensive line. And, you know, a guy like Tyree Wilson, a guy like Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, these are the type of players you build that around if you're not sold on quarterback. I mean, I hope they take C.J. Stroud. I certainly don't want to see him playing for the Colts twice a year and him turn into a star. That would be a nightmare, But and that would be very Texans-like. Same time, I'm still on Stroud. I like him, but at the same time, there's something, there's too much from people I trust that do this for a living that they're not, they're not sold on. And the fact that Nick Casario confirmed yesterday that they're, they're willing to listen uh, about the second pick, and that Lance Zerline reported that they're calling other teams, so they're actively trying to trade out of that pick because they think they can get the defensive player they want a little bit later in the first round. Yeah, that's uh, that's a that's a tell in my mind. But again, the draft is in nine days. It's a wild card draft. The only thing I think we know at this point is that Bryce Young is going to go number one. I think it's become consensus in Carolina that they're taking Bryce. They're not. They, they traded up from nine to one for a reason. And the owner's going to get his way. Well, and I think a lot of the coaching staff and higher ups are going to look. They they trade. This is what the, this is why Houston screwed it up when they won two of three to finish the season. When you have that, you can evaluate every player and you take the one you want. No one else can. You control the draft. You control who you get. And Carolina did that. They went from nine all the way to one. They gave up a bunch to do it. And now they've evaluated each quarterback. And the consensus within the organization is that Bryce Young's the guy. So, you know that's 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 a that's a smart move in my mind. Houston, meanwhile, coughed it up. Now they're in a spot that they don't love what's left, and so now they have to take the next best option, which we'll see what that is in nine days. All right, uh, also on Bijan, we'll follow that. We are going to try to hook up with Fozzie Whitaker coming up, top of the next hour. 
from the Longhorn Network, of course, Lifetime Longhorn, his thoughts from his sideline view of the Longhorn orange-white scrimmage. Uh, what did he like? What is he concerned about? We'll get that from Fozzie coming up. Always candid conversation with him. Coming next, though, Ty Henderson will bring us the Hot or Not topics. It's a few things we've missed halfway through this Tuesday edition of b and E. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot, what's not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hot and not on a Tuesday. Rain in the forecast next several days, so be advised of that. Mostly this afternoon into the evening, so... uh, It'll be a rainy Tuesday. Uh, on the hot and hot side, real quick correction. I said earlier we are talking about TCU, Buck, and I mentioned Jace McClellan was the Alabama transfer running back. That's not true. It was uh, – actually, I had my, my running backs confused. Uh, it was the uh, – Trey Sanders. Trey Sanders, mm-hmm. the running back, transferred from Alabama to TCU. He made his spring game debut for the Horn Frogs last weekend as well as part of that busy Saturday of college football going on. Uh, that's a, a name to watch. And how about the, uh, the contract for Jalen Hurts, Buck? Mega deal. We knew it was coming. Uh, he gets the uh, $179 million guaranteed. And you know what's pretty cool about Jalen Hurts? Uh, after his final college game at Oklahoma, a lady named Nicole Lynn reached out to him through Instagram, jumped, dropped into his DMs, and said, have you picked an agent yet? If not, I'd love to link up. Three years later, she is the president of Clutch Sports Football, and Hurts is the highest-paid player in the NFL. She is his agent. Do you know that uh, Jalen Hurts has an entire Female team of you know his marketing person, his girl agent. power, girl power. Oh yeah, it's kind of like Bijan. Yeah, and so uh, Jalen Hurts now the uh, by you know the one of the highest paid players in the league, and uh, his his agent Nicole Lynn. So you never know, you know Ty. Don't just drop in the DMs for the you know what. You, know, you can drop in to to get a gig. That's right. I don't drop in any DMs. Here you go, know. big boy. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but, yeah, girl power for Jalen Hurts, and uh, the Eagles are locked in with their quarterback for the long haul. He'll be the highest-paid player in the NFL this year, $51 million, uh, followed by Aaron Rodgers, wherever he's going to play, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Deshaun Watson. And the Cowboys' de- defensive linebacker has only got him one more year before he's not at the top of that list. Exactly. Bucket of money. Somebody else... Uh, Texted and said, E, what changed? A month ago, you were adamant that Bijan could slide to the Cowboys. Now he's not dropping that far. No way. Well, look, I mean, again, you say what you say a month ago, and then. Dude, it's fluid every day here in the NFL when it comes to the draft. And and the closer you get, that's why when people put out mock drafts in January, it's silly. But, you know, the closer you get to it, the more intel is out there, the more teams have built their draft boards, and you can actually gather real information, not just. And look, you got to know some of it's smoke. Some of it is complete smoke that they want out there. Uh, Some of it's fake, some of it's uh, real. Same time, I just think the consensus in the league has been that, that B. John Robinson is one of those. He's not just a running back. You know, running backs have been devalued in the league, but at the same time, Bijan is viewed in the Christian McCaffrey mold, the Saquon Barkley mold, that he's not just a running back, he's a weapon. He can do a lot of different things to help your football team move the ball and score points. Uh, he's a different, he's a cut above, so you rank him a little higher. So I do think starting at eight with the Atlanta Falcons, who have invested heavily in defense this offseason, and free agency and through trades, 
Now they're open to adding some pieces around their young quarterback, Desmond Ritter. And they want a running back like this, a dynamic guy for over the next couple of years when he's on that rookie contract yeah. to get you into the playoff, get you some playoff games. Well, and the offense, the head coach there at Atlanta came from Tennessee, and he's a real creative guy. Remember last year he was running with Cordero Patterson, the receiver, oh, yeah. but he was in the running, he was in the backfield. And he's always, Patterson's always been exactly what he is. Swiss he's Army never been Knight. a dynamic but, runner or pass catcher, but... I, you can use him in a lot of different ways. He's been dynamic the past two years. Because that coach has said, you know what? Arthur he's just, Smith. Arthur Smith has said, you're just a weapon. We're going to use him. And he was great. So, again, the, 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 the Falcons could also go Jackson Smith and Jigba and give a wide receiver to a young quarterback like that. Or They went wide receiver last year, though, with Drake London. Yeah. And but Kyle Pitts the year before that. So, I think they're – Those have Bichon. worked out. It's probably Bijan. Could be Bijan. Yeah. It's, it's up to plus 160 now. In Vegas, he's the heavy odds favorite in Vegas to go to the Atlanta Falcons at eight which would be good for him. I think that's a good young team that would be interesting to watch with improved defense and a young coach that is a really, really sharp guy um, for sure. Ty, what do you have for us in Hot or Not, my friend? Um, not much today. I saw an interview with Mike Tyson where he said that he could potentially fight again. No. Um, Boxers can never retire. He was supposed to fight Evander Holyfield last year, but uh, – Negotiations fell through. He most recently fought Roy Jones in 2020, and he looked pretty jacked. Would y'all? I mean, would you be have any interest None. whatsoever? None. What about? What do you? Would you have more interest than a Logan Paul or Jake Paul? Who? I don't have any. No, there's not. There's not many of the fights that I want to see anyway. So boxing just doesn't do it for you. No, I just don't want to see old dudes die in the ring. I, have you seen it? I mean, Mike Tyson still. By the way, speaking of Mike Iron Mike, I saw the video finally. Of the guy he punched on the on the airplane. Or that guy got smoked, didn't he? Well, that dude was provoking Mike Tyson. Yeah. Yeah. Like over and over. Like Mike tried to stay calm. And this kid was trying to earn a beating. He got it. He got it. Like who pokes Mike Tyson? I mean, it'd be pretty cool to say that you got rocked by Mike Tyson. Only you would say that, Ty. No. I I'd rather go ahead and say, you know what, I was on the same plane with him. I mean, it, it, Mike showed extreme patience, in my opinion, based on the video I saw. He he, he bit his tongue and for a while before he just, you know what? That's enough. You did know he, who I am? Did he sound anything like uh, Zay's impersonation? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> hey, by the way, Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, you know who his father is? He's the... he Founder of FedEx. Yeah. Arthur does pretty good. Doesn't have to coach? Doesn't have to coach. Yeah, his father was the... His dad's worth an estimated $5 billion. He was the founder and CEO of FedEx. So, And he's a good football coach in Atlanta. Yep. Hey, now. All right, we'll come back. When we do, it's uh, quick headlines, including the Longhorn edition already through the transfer portal at a key spot, NBA playoffs, and Fozzie Whitaker jumps on the show to talk Texas football. Ball don't lie. Be patient. Everybody wants to go and jump off a bridge and think that the sky is falling because it's the offseason of basketball. If we have basketball tomorrow, then everybody should panic. But we don't have basketball tomorrow. You still have the transfer portal. We already knew we were going to have a new basketball team anyway. So let's just let everything play out before everybody's like, oh, Rodney Terry, that's a terrible hire. Look at him. He can't even keep these recruits. Come on, man. You've seen the game before. Weekdays 3 to 7. 
on the horn. Certainly picking up the crashes all of a sudden. Northbound I-35, right before Toll 45, Hayes, Travis County line. Unfortunately, a crash there blocking at least one lane of traffic. And the march up uh, from Kyle uh, to Travis County is uh, going to be extensive because of that. As we check uh, southbound I-35 in the Round Rock area, again, uh, could have a little issue before 1431. Again, uh, a little slower than usual in that area coming out of Georgetown. Uh, other crashes include Colton Bluff Springs Road and McKinney Falls Parkway. Also, Nameless Road at uh, Huntingcomb Lane. Here's one on Cobalt at East 2nd and another one 183 at McKenzie Road. I'm Don Miller, and that's your traffic. Callahan's general store folks still here 45 years later and still family-owned and uh, family-operated right there at 501 Bastrop Highway. That's their physical address, but you know that's 183 now, the great tollway, and easy to zip right off of Montopolis, and you are right there between downtown and the airport at CallahansGeneralStore.com. And as our local and resident Green Thumb, Bucky, told you, you know, get those things in the ground this week. Uh, it's, it's, you know, mid-April now. You're going to be planting shrubs and bushes and flowers. Now is a great time. We've got rain coming this week. It's a really good opportunity to get in there and meet the people at Callahan's General Store with their garden department and all the, the feeds and fertilizers and everything you need, not just what you need, whether it's organic or conventional. Uh, they also have the people that are going to help you, help you buy the right products and get the right things and do them and plant them properly. Uh, what needs what the most and, and the right amount of light and sunshine and what needs uh, what can grow in different areas. That's what you're going to get at Callahan's. It really is the difference and has been for nearly you know five decades now. Uh, the people that separate them from anybody else. They have everything you need, I promise you, whether you're looking for hardware or housewares or feed or pet food or uh, any of the garden and section stuff, they've got it for you. The people will separate it every single time at Callahan's. That's why they're still there and rocking and rolling 45 years later at Callahan's General Store. Go meet them. Get to know them. It's always a good day to be at Callahan's General Store. Online at callahansgeneralstore.com.